Kiefer Bellows is now a Philadelphia Flyer. We'll discuss that entire scenario and what it means for the Islanders going forward. Plus, two big games coming up Friday and Saturday against the Hurricanes and the Avalanche. We have a full preview and our Islanders' birthday of the day may be the greatest Islander player of all time. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And we want to thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show, but first, if you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, a topic maybe that you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, Feel free to send us an email, the email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, so join me for instant insight and analysis, and it's always great to interact with Islanders fans during a game and really any time, so feel free to contact me on Twitter. The big news yesterday, Thursday, the Philadelphia Flyers announced that they have claimed Kiefer Bellows off waivers from the Islanders Bellows no longer a member of the Islanders organization. They placed him on waivers Wednesday, trying to get him down to Bridgeport, but the Flyers end up picking him up. Flyers dealing with injuries. Sean Couturier, James Van Riemsdyk, Cam Atkinson, all sidelined. That'll probably give Bellows a chance to make a good first impression as a Flyer, but... uh, you know, again, it's kind of up to Kiefer Bellows to to show that he can become a full-time NHL player, something that he really hasn't demonstrated consistently just yet. Now, the Islanders and Lou Lamorello were hoping that a $1.2 million contract would keep opposing teams away from Bellows, but the Flyers basically said, 
No, we, we're interested. The Islanders now have a little more than $3.7 million in cap space available after Bellows has been claimed. And they still have one roster spot available. The logical move, Robin Sallow, to be brought up from Bridgeport to take Bellows' place and give the Islanders a seventh defenseman. And probably, you know, he'll be back in the lineup opposite Scott Mayfield, although Sebastian Ajo had a pretty good second and third period, at least, against the Rangers on Wednesday night. Now, there were some rumors, as reported by Kevin Kurz of The Athletic, that maybe the Islanders were looking to deal Kiefer Bellows uh, and maybe either Josh Bailey or Anthony Bevilier, and that's why those guys sat out, uh, you know, were healthy scratches each of the last two games last weekend. But... No deal coming through, and now Bellows has been lost to waivers. And, you know, it's it's disappointing. Uh, y- y- I have very mixed feelings about the entire Kiefer Bellows saga. I like the kid. I remember when he was first drafted and speaking to him at the Islanders' rookie camp that year. But realistically, uh, he never fully established himself as a full-time NHL player. And I think this is sort of a two-part problem. On the one hand, I think the Islanders failed Kiefer Bellows, didn't give him much of a chance, uh, didn't allow him room to make mistakes. If he made one mistake, Barry Trotz would sit him, and then he would maybe ride the bench for you know the next five or six games, come up, play a game or two, If he played well, he'd get another game or two. If he didn't, back to the bench for another five or six games, barring injury. And I I don't think the Islanders organization did Kiefer Bellows or Oliver Wallstrom or a number of their young players any favors with the way they handled Bellows' situation. But at the same time, uh, Bellows didn't show enough to earn that everyday spot in the lineup. And yeah, he he's looked good in uh, stretches. He looked good the last couple of games of the preseason this year. He had his moments when he was called up to the Islanders and had some strong games here and there. But, you know, this Islanders system, and we saw how well it worked against the Rangers the other night, it's based on the forwards back-checking, picking people up, Uh, being positionally sound, and if you're not going to do things away from the puck that the coaching staff is asking you to do, you're not going to play consistently, even if you are producing offensively, and Bellows wasn't quite doing that on a consistent basis. It's, It's one of those things where I think the team let the player down and the player disappointed the team. Both sides could have done more to make this relationship work I know as a power forward that, you know, Kiefer Bellows, power forwards tend to develop a little bit later. They don't usually make their mark right away. Well, Bellows now is no longer a kid. And, you know, at the age of 24, he's getting to the point where this opportunity with a banged up Philadelphia Flyers team may be his last really good chance to prove he's a regular 
all-time NHL, you know, player, a guy who can go out there and give you power forward performance and be productive. And, you know, Kiefer Bellows doesn't have to be a 30 or 40 goal scorer, but I need to see even at this point that he deserves to be in the lineup every day and that he can give you 20 to 25 goals a year and be responsible defensively and physical offensively. So it's disappointing I like Kiefer Bellows. I wish him well, obviously, except when he's playing against the Islanders. But uh, that's it. Now, the reserve forwards going forward are going to be Ross Johnston and, and Sashnikov. That's that's the two players who are going to be around and, and ready to sort of fill in if injuries hit. Nikita Sashnikov has, uh, you know, done his job. Ross Johnston done his job. When called upon, they both played games this season, and I think they may be a little bit better suited to playing a game or two and taking those four or five games off than Kiefer Bellows was. If Bellows is going to become something, he's got to play regularly. The Islanders were kind of hoping to do that uh, by sending him down to Bridgeport, but obviously it didn't work. So for Kiefer Bellows... Uh, an ex-Islander, and he will go down as a disappointing first-round pick, 19th overall back in 2016, and now an ex-Islander. So, kind of disappointing, but we wish him all the best. We have got a lot more to discuss. Two big games coming up, one tonight, one tomorrow. Uh, One road game, then a home game against the Hurricanes and the Avalanche. We'll preview both of those games, all that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. Betonline BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always... BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, hockey, and golf. Hey, maybe after seeing what Ilya Sorokin did against the Rangers, you think he can repeat that performance this weekend when he plays against either Colorado or Carolina Maybe it's worth a wager on the Islanders when Sorokin is in the goal. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Want to thank you again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen today. Now make your second listen game to game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every contest from across the National Hockey League with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Two games coming up for the Islanders now, and these will be challenges. The Islanders facing the Carolina Hurricane Friday down in Raleigh. At 7 o'clock Eastern Time, the road game won't be easy. Hurricane right now, first place in the Metropolitan Division, 4-1-1 through six games. And they're getting it done primarily with 
defense. The goaltending duo of Frederick Anderson and Antti Ranta both playing quite well. And the, the Canes right now second in the league with only 14 goals allowed in six games. You look at the numbers, Anderson, a 2.26 goals against average and a 9.13 save percentage. Ranta, a 1.93 goals against average and a 9.22 save percentage. And, you know, right now, who's red hot on the Carolina Hurricanes? How about Andrei Svechnikov? Seven goals and nine points in six games. Three of those seven goals and four of those nine points coming on the power play where he is even more dangerous. We all know about Sebastian Ajo, not the Islanders Sebastian Ajo, but the, the Hurricane Sebastian Ajo. He also has nine points, four goals and five assists. And then Martin Nekash, three goals, eight points in six games. So this is a team that even though they are only 21st in the league in goals scored, they are tough to play, mostly because of the strength of their goaltending and their defense. The power play, middle of the road right now, 14th out of 32 NHL teams, but 22.7% effective rate. That'll get you someplace over the course of the season. The penalty kill also middle of the road. They're 18th, 78.3% allowed. We'll look at the line combinations for the Canes. The top line, very dangerous. Sebastian Ajo centering Tuvo Teravainen and Seth Jarvis. Jespery Kotkaniemi. Oh, that's always a tough one. Senders Svechnikov and Nekash on the second line. Jordan Stahl. Now on the third line, along with Jordan Martinuk and Jesper Fast. This is a deep team, folks. Paul Stastny, the fourth line pivot, with Stefan Nosen with to his left and Derek Stepan to his right. Defensively, Brent Burns and Jacob Slavin are the top pairing. Brady Shea and Brett Pesci are the second. And Jalen Chatfield and Dylan Coughlin, the third. We mentioned the goalies, Anderson and Ranta. Right now, Max Pacioretty and Jake Gardner are on IR, and Andre Cache is out of the lineup, although we'll see if he has a chance of returning against the Isles. But, you know, this is a fast, deep, capable Carolina team. And what would be better, you know, to build off of that nice shutout win against the Rangers than to try to shut down a talented team like the Canes. Now, the Canes, they struggled a little bit in their last three games. They have the uh, loss in Edmonton back on October 20th, an overtime loss in Calgary on the 22nd, and then a 3-2 win in Vancouver on the 24th. They've had a lot of rest, three days off in between these games, so they will have their choice as to who they want to play in goal and what they want to do. Now, they're in Philadelphia on Saturday. They're playing a back-to-back, so we'll see who they go with in goal against the Islanders. For what it's worth, Frederick Anderson played the last game for the Hurricane, and, you know, who do they want? Do they want Anderson, their starter, against the Islanders, or will they save him for the game against the Flyers. Islanders also playing back-to-backs. You got to figure maybe they that Lane Lambert decides to stick with Ilya Sorokin, who played so well uh, 
against the, the Rangers. Maybe they go with him against Carolina, which is a more important game because it's a divisional game. Or maybe they save him, give him the day off, go with Varlamov, and then wait and save him for the game Saturday against the Colorado Avalanche. The defending Stanley Cup champion Avalanche right now 4-2-1 and one through seven games. Goaltending has sort of been their big question mark. Alexander Georgiev is their starter. He is 4-0-1 in five games with a 2-5-6 goals against average and a very respectable 9-21 save percentage. While Pavel Francouz is the backup, he is 0-2 with a 4-1-0 goals against and an 8-7-7 save percentage. Again, you know, Colorado facing New Jersey uh, tonight. And then playing the Islanders, so both teams will be on the second day of a back-to-back. Islanders actually have more travel to do than the uh, Avalanche will, but it's going to be difficult for the Islanders to face these two very talented teams back-to-back. Through seven games right now, Valerie Nechuskin leading the team, seven goals and 12 points in seven games. Nathan McKinnon, three goals, 10 points. Miko Rantanen, three goals, nine points. And Kale McCarr, who is arguably the best uh, defenseman in the National Hockey League, seven assists in seven games. This team won the Stanley Cup for a reason. They've won their last two games on the road, beating Vegas in Vegas, 3-2, then beating the Rangers at Madison Square Garden, 3-2. They faced the Devils Friday night. And then Saturday, face the Islanders. That's a 7.30 Eastern time start. The power play right now for the Colorado Avalanche is hitting at a 50% success rate. They are first in the league. We know the Islanders' power uh, penalty kill has been perfect so far. So let's see whether or not, uh, you know, the Islanders... Penalty kill can slow down that dangerous, very dangerous avalanche power play. On the other side, though, the avalanche are allowing goals a third of the time when they are shorthanded. That's 30th in the league. So maybe the Islanders can take advantage of that. We look at the line combinations for Colorado. Nathan McKinnon centers Nichuskin and Rantanen on the top line. Alex Newhook is the second line center with Arturi Letkinen and Evan Rodriguez on either side of him. JT Comfer is the center of the third line with Andrew Cogliano to his left, Logan O'Connor to his right, and Mikhail Malstev is the fourth line pivot. Dryden Hunt and Martin Kaut are his wingers. Devon Taves, a very familiar face for the Islanders, and Kel McCarr make up what may be the best top pairing in the league. Uh, Bowen Byram and Josh Manson are the second pairing, and Eric Johnson and Samuel Gerrard the third. Georgiev and Francouz are the goalies. Darren Helm and, Gabe, and Gabriel Landeskog both on IR, and we know Landeskog is out long-term. Islanders have their hands full with these two teams, and it really will be a test to see how they handle this situation going up against some really good teams. We've got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Our Islanders birthday of the day has a player who I think may be the greatest Islander of all time. 
Let's see if you can guess who that is. We've got that and a lot more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. They protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and outside your home, and smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real. They even have hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. You can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and you'll get your first month absolutely free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. Saturday will be the 69th birthday of former Islanders defenseman Dennis Potvan. Potvan, the first overall pick in the 1973 NHL entry draft. And uh, I'll tell you, Bill Torrey had a lot of trade offers for that pick. The Islanders were coming off the worst season in NHL history up until that point. But Torrey, he got some really good offers. The Canadians offered him a bunch of uh, picks and players. I know Emil Francis of the Rangers, who I got to interview for my book before he passed, told me, and it's in the book, about what he had offered the uh, Islanders and Bill Torrey to try to get that pick. But no, Torrey held on to it, and Dennis Potvan had an immediate uh, impact won the Calder Trophy as Rookie of the Year in 73-74, and then won three James Norris Trophies in 76, 78, and 79 as the league's top defenseman, was the first defenseman in NHL history to top 300 goals and 1,000 points in his career, had a career-high 101 points in 78, 79, 31 goals, and 70 assists, had a 98-point season, a 94-point season, and it wasn't just offense. Potvan could be physical. He went over 100 penalty minutes six times in his career. He was clutch. He was a leader. He was the captain of the Islanders' four straight Stanley Cup-winning teams. In 1979-80, six goals and 19 points in 21 playoff games. In 80-81, eight goals and 25 points in 18 playoff games. Each year that the Islanders won the cup, Dennis Potvan had over a point a game three times, or twice rather, matched a point a game in the playoffs once and had 19 points in 21 games the other time. He was very, very (laughs) good when it mattered most. He was also, of course, As we all know, and we talked about this on Thursday's podcast, a Ranger fan favorite dates back to uh, a game where he gave a hip check to Ulf Nielsen of the Rangers. Nielsen got injured, uh, was never really the same player after that. Nielsen has since admitted uh, that 
you know, he didn't think it was a dirty hit, but Ranger fans never forgave him. And let's face it, Dennis Potvin played his best hockey very often against the New York Rangers. And so the anti-Dennis Potvin chants rained down from Madison Square Garden. Even today, you know, Dennis Potvin hasn't played in, you know, 34 years. And yet those chants are still raining down at Madison Square Garden even when they're not playing the Islanders. And again, Potvin now introducing Potvin socks, and we talked about that on the Thursday show. We're going to go back and look at one of Dennis Potvin's better games <coughs> with the Islanders, excuse me. We go back to April 17th, 1981, Stanley Cup quarterfinals, as they were known then, the Islanders hosting Wayne Gretzky and the Edmonton Oilers, this is game two of the series at the Nassau Coliseum. Islanders already up in the series 1-0. Andy Moog, the goalie for Edmonton. Billy Smith, the netminder for the Islanders. And it was Edmonton getting on the board first. Butch Goring heads off for hooking Glenn Anderson. His second from Wayne Gretzky and Mark Messier at 6-11. 1-0 Edmonton. That's how it stayed after one period. But then the Islanders' power play gets going. Dennis Potvin scoring when Risto Siltonen was off for interference. Potvin is third of the playoffs from Mike Bossy and Brian Trottier at 226. That tied the game at one. Three Hall of Famers involved in that goal. The Islanders' power play clicks again. Wayne Gretzky called for tripping, and the Islanders take advantage. Butch Goring, his second from Stefan Pearson and our Islanders' birthday of the day. Dennis Potvin at 447, 2-1 Isles. But <clears throat> the Islanders shorthanded, and Edmonton takes advantage. Risto Silton in his second from Matty Hagman and Glenn Anderson at 6.05. We're back to 2-2 hockey, but the Islanders' power play gets another chance, and they cash in. Potvan, his fourth from Mike McEwen, and Butch Goring at 9.44 puts the Isles up by a goal. Glenn Anderson answers Two and a half minutes later, his third from Mark Messier at 12.23. And it is 3-3 after 40 minutes. But in the third period, Dennis Potvin, his third of the game, gets the hat trick, his fifth of the year uh, of the playoffs. Bossy and Clark Gillies with the assists at 3.47. Yari Curry was in the box for holding at the time. Then Mike Bossy adds to the Islanders' lead, his fifth from Dennis Potvin and Ken Morrow at 7.59. And an empty netter by Brian Trottier, his seventh of the postseason from Bob Bourne at 17:41, makes the final score 6-3 Islanders. They go up two games to none in the series, end up winning it in six games for our Islanders' birthday of the day. Dennis Potvin, his first and only career playoff hat trick, three goals, five points. He was a plus two. He scored the three goals on four shots. And yes, he tallied the game-winning goal. 19 saves for Billy Smith as the Islanders were able to hold Edmonton to 22 shots on goal in this game. So Dennis Potvin is our Islanders' birthday of the day Saturday. He can't believe Dennis Potvin is going to turn 69 years old, but we certainly wish him all the best on his birthday. I want to thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen 
Now for your next listen, check out Locked On Sports Today. It's the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'll tell you, the Islanders are going to have a real test this weekend. If they can get two points out of four, that's fine. If they can get three or more, I may have to rethink the way I feel about the way this team is playing and what they're capable of. So big test against two of the top teams in the league. Both teams, you know, coming off back-to-backs on Saturday. One home game, one road game should be some very interesting hockey, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. Of course, we'll be back Monday with our key takeaways and all the latest Islanders news and notes. Until then... Stay safe. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy the games. And of course, let's go Islanders.